Welcome, folks, back to another episode of the Sand Black Sessions. I have sitting across from me the great Jake Mahosking from Korea. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Samuel. How are you, mate? Very well, very well. Well, mate, uh, December's here. It sure is, mate. Just sure put, is. Just With, the we, the year just passed, just like that. Mate, oh yeah, just like that. It's just it means like it's been a long old run of December, mate. But I'm very happy it's here, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Couple of weeks out from Chrissy, it's always an enjoyable time of the year around now. Hey, just to give the listeners a bit of a, an overview, um, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and obviously how you got into the the industry. Yeah, mate. So well, I'm, I'm Jacob. I grew up in. Um, Grew up in well, we, we were as a family. We were born down on the northern beaches in Sydney. Moved up here when I was young. Um, lived in Belmont North, Charlestown, those types of things, and just mucked around for a long, long time. And and then um, early early into my twenties, I was just doing a bit of labouring work. I was a scaffolder for a while, mate. <laughs> it's always handy to have that job in the back of your mind when you're in this game. So you, you remember how tough it is to be have a normal job, I suppose. But but yeah, so my, my old man sort of uh, suggested to me maybe give real estate a crack, and mate, I went to a local company, and the, their structure was. Mate, you, you can work, but no pay. We'll pay you when you get a listing. All right, mate, no worries. And work there for about three weeks and run out of money, basically. <laughs> so run out of money, so I run a, spent all my savings. And then I went back to scaffolding for another year or so and then got another gig with another mob. And then now I'm up at career and, mate, love it. Absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. Now I can't see myself doing much else. Mate, that's unreal. And we were just speaking off camera um, you know, obviously doing a trade or, or a labouring job before real estate, um, I think it is a benefit because you realise what it's actually like to be on the tools. Massively, mate. Massively, like you have you have tough days in real estate, of course, and but it's always nice to have in the back of your head. Oh well, it's always better than lugging scaff up a up yeah. a coal loader in the middle of the hot day. So <laughs> it's always nice to remember that as it was because you were in. Um, what were you? You were uh, Air Force or something, were you? Yeah, aviation. Yeah, so, right. so I was an aircraft maintenance engineer. Uh, did that probably just under 10 years. And I don't think... I, no, I wouldn't go back. Absolutely no, not. No way. <laughs> I, I suppose where you get all your discipline from, mate. Yeah, exactly. I think like it obviously uh, played its part in my life. Um, doing an apprenticeship obviously taught you how to... Um, no, you start from the bottom and work your way up, yep. but also following the procedures with with sheet metal in in aviation. Everything's done to like the the thousands of the foul. So yeah, yeah. Um, precision planning, um, thinking ahead, what you need to do. Um, it's a bit different than mechanical in the avionics in yep. In, yep. in aviation, whereas sheet metal, a lot of it's um, planning ahead because you don't, you know you're doing new repairs on the on the actual yeah. structure. Great foundation, um, mate. Like, attention to detail and. Hard work, mate. That's uh, that, great stuff. That's what it's about. Not so much attention to detail in scaffolding, no. mate. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. <laughs> it was more just work ethic more yeah. than anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You get a good workout at least. Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. Hey, Tom, so let's take us back to, uh, you know, the young Jacob growing up. Like, what, what kind of kid were you? I was a little pest, I think, more than anything. I was always up to mischief, always up to no good. Played a lot of sport, a lot of rugby league. Um, we're My family, a bit of a rugby league family. Obviously, my brother's doing... Really, really well now. He's he's down at the Panthers. So shout out to Zach, good on you, mate. Good stuff. There you go. <laughs> and the old man, the old man uh, played a bit of played down in um, in Sydney for a little while there. So we played a lot of sport growing up. Didn't really do that well in school, and just did a lot of sport and, and mucked around. And was at Dudley Primary School and into Whitebridge High, and it's and then obviously left school. And now I'm sort of it's really it's really cool to sort of walk around the streets or sell around the streets that 
where we basically grow, grew up around that sort of Dudley Whiteridge, Charlestown area. It's just an area I'm extremely passionate about. And yeah, no, it's, it's quite cool, actually. It's quite cool to sort of walk around the streets. Just, you know, when you're a little... A little feral when you're a kid, I suppose. <laughs> up to mischief, up to no good, and it's and now you sort of you've got the suit on, walking around the streets, and it's very nice when people ask you, "What's the area like?" And yeah, mate, I'm going for 35 minutes about how good it is, really. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, no, no. So yeah, mate, pretty pretty simple upbringing, really. Hardworking family. Uh, Mum's a school teacher. Dad's a dad runs dad runs a scaff company, and um, yeah, just. Pretty, pretty normal Aussie upbringing, really, mate. Good, good little family, so it was nice, actually. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. And I think obviously sport growing up has a huge impact of how you how you think and how you live your life in the future. Uh, maybe the competition, but the camaraderie as well. Do you think that you know playing rugby back in the when you were younger has helped your your sales skill in terms of you know pe- being on track and, and getting those listings when when it's hard? Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah. Being a part, of, I think, I think just being a part of a team, mate. Being a part of sport, uh, you you know your role and you're always competing. And Brendan and Brendan Walsh, our, our, one of the directors up at Career, we talk about this all the time. Where it's um, it's as close to a sport as you can get. Our game, I think, because you're constantly competing, you're constantly trying to win. You're in a team, you know your role, um, and you're trying to do the best you possibly can for your team at, at all times, mate. So that's yeah. I, I think sport gave me a great foundation to be competitive because when I was playing, to be fair, I didn't play at a very high level, but <laughs> I did my best. I had a go all the time, but I wasn't very skillful or anything like that. But always had a go and knew my role and and uh, always wanted to win no matter what we were playing so I've, I've sort of carried that mindset I suppose into my real estate career and it's great when you win and you almost have tantrums when you lose so <laughs> it's almost the other way around but yeah yeah mate that's that's yeah I've definitely got a lot of values out of playing lots of sports and doing that type of thing so, absolutely yeah, yeah I, I think it's super important to um, you know, look back on sort of where you came from and the things that influenced you because definitely obviously real estate is lots of ups and you know mostly downs yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's uh it's the it's that 10 percent of the ups i think that makes it worthwhile and obviously getting a really good result for you for your client and seeing that you know the smile on their face at the end of the day absolutely some someone said to me once it's it's an hours and hours and hours and hours of grind grind pushing and just work ethic just you constantly just going all the time for tiny little moments of joy and then it's you get the win, you get a good result for your client, you, you you get someone into a home or something like that, and then you and then you're on to the next thing, and it's it's you get that little moment, then you're on, then you go on. So you you don't have a lot of time to celebrate because <laughs> because no. you, you're on to the next one straight away. But but I love that part. Of, I love that about it, mate. It's it's just yeah. I'll, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I've quickly learnt not to celebrate the wins too much yeah. because if you celebrate the wins too much the downs are a lot more worse 100 <laughs> percent, mate and i got caught with that pretty early in my career because <laughs> the ups were up and the downs were down yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that's i got caught with it pretty early mate but um but you, yeah and you quickly learn not to count your chickens too early i think 100 oh, <laughs> cooling off periods yeah cooling off periods <laughs> you think the deal's done and dusted and then <laughs> All of a sudden, it falls over. Yeah, you're like, oh, no, shit. absolutely. Back to the drawing board. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. And, and mate, you've been nearly in the industry nearly a decade now. So yeah, you've get, done a fair good stint. Yeah, getting close, mate. Getting close. I'm eight years in in uh, February. Uh, sorry, April. So eight years. So, mate. Yeah, it's it's funny. I started as a pup. 
as a pretty young kid i was 21 and pretty pretty green and naive and it was found it quite challenging for a long period of time of convincing people that i was the best for them because i was young i was like i was thinking about this on the way here today i was just all of my competitors are even now all of my competitors are older than me they've all got a lot more life experience so i've got to out present all the time and it's um again it's another challenge which i love and enjoy but um but getting up to getting up getting close to 10 years now it's it's funny i don't, I don't think a lot of people really know that but um yeah nearly eight years and eight years i've been in the game now so yeah there still surviving hanging on hanging on by a thread this year <laughs> and, and what are your thoughts on obviously the, the market at the moment we saw you know 30 40 percent growth in the last couple of years it's it's come off a little bit which is obviously natural um whenever you see that amount of growth yeah uh you know coming to the end of the year sort of what's your predictions for, ne- for next year yeah it's mate I, I think we had to go through this this little bit of pain that we that we that we felt obviously the market's come back a little bit this year but it's it's funny how human nature works it's if anyone that's owned a property more than three years they've probably made from the first two years of that they've probably made 30 to 40 percent on their home and in the in the last 12 months they might have lost five to ten and instead of concentrating on the 25 they're <laughs> up they're always concentrating on the five to ten they've lost and it's 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 funny how it works but we this had to happen the interest rates of the are the major factor to what's going on so i mean like someone that was approved for 1.1 in in january can only get 850 now so it's it's going to have an immediate effect and it's not just newcastle as a whole or lake macquarie as a whole or anything like that it's the it's australia wide and this had to happen we had it pretty good for a long time so it's just a little bit of a correction but this is the property market mate and, and it's it goes up it goes down it'll recover it's always it's always going to be particularly in the in this town in, in newcastle lake macquarie area we'll we'll always do well just because we're so unique i yeah. think so so yeah i think we'll always do well but from what i've heard the interest rates will continue to go up till about march um again it's just gospel mate it's all predictions it's all media articles you don't know anything until it really happens so just take each day as it comes i suppose so but yeah just yeah, people are still buying market's still pretty good like it's uh, apart from all the doom, doom and gloom that we're hearing it's still performing okay a lot of sales still happening a lot of good prices still around so so yeah it's going good i've i've noticed and even when covid first hit like because there was obviously a bit of a uh, a mini boom before covid hit yep um and then there was probably three months of uncertainty yep but even in that uncertainty when covid first hit there was still property selling for you know obviously not great prices but the a-grade properties still got really good prices now the market's turned again obviously the a-grade properties are still performing really well like hamilton south just broke the record yep yeah yeah yeah. you beat me to it you beat me to it so mate um so just taken back to what you first said there 2018 2018 19 that was a royal commission time that was when april was in and it was very hard to get lending back into 2019 you could just feel it changing a little bit 2020 it was just like this is here we go as you said mini boom and covid hit everyone's locked in their house nice and quiet nothing happening <laughs> very quiet then back into 2020 and 2021 it was ber- berserk and now we're having the interest rates affect us here and as you said perfectly those types of properties that are i'm finding renovated done ready to move into are still performing so well just so much attention a lot of the buyers that we come across now are full-time working couples so they don't really want to 
spend the time renovating and doing everything that they need to and those types of things. So, um, and the, obviously the extra factor is, is the building costs, cost of builders, finding builders. You'd love to be a builder in Newcastle at the moment. Yeah, far out. They're just picking and choose yeah. what you want to do. So, yeah. good on you boys. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, yeah, as you said, the A-grade properties are still performing really, really well. I mean, 10 million down in Spears Point a couple of weeks yeah. ago, so... Great work to the team down there. So a little tip of the hat. Good on you. Good on you. <laughs> that was a big result, huh? <laughs> massive. Massive. Good on them. Good yeah. stuff. Good stuff. Great for the area. Just yeah. speaks volume for the area, yeah. though. So, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, people that just obviously don't want the hassle, being able to get trades, being able to get people on, on time is is a massive inconvenience. And then, obviously, yeah. the cost and the risk to it as well because there's so much uncertainty around that. Oh. So, if someone can have a product that's finished, that ticking, ticks all the boxes buyers are obviously jumping all over it yeah yeah it, that's right mate that's right they don't want that they don't want the hassle the unpredictability of what things are going to cost and and those types of things is yeah the flippers are the, the people that come in and buy old houses and flip them and sell them they're basically gone from what i can see anyway um so yeah it's just yeah but as i said the ones that are done ready to move into are still attracting yeah so much attention yeah and because there's a there's a lack of stock still there still is a lack of stock the, when they do come on all the buyers just flock to them so, yeah exactly yeah. and i think on the flip side to that you know the opportunistic buyer or investor um there's opportunities out there that these properties aren't presented the nice or need a bit of work you know they aren't getting the prices they deserve and you can snap them up for a really good price and then obviously if you can hold that property short to medium term um, and you've got a bit of a game plan to renovate that down the track um, they're the people that are obviously going to benefit the most absolutely mate absolutely it's there's a lot of opportunities out there right now where as you said perfectly they're not presented the best they're, they're maybe a little bit knocked around a bit old can't look after it anymore on big blocks on in good locations on the right side of the road those types of things they're they're still around and they're they're hard to find, but when you when you get them, they they can be they can make a lot of money for somebody someday. And again, with the uncertainty around at the moment, it does scare people a little bit. I've noticed a distinct change with people. Last year, it was all about fear of missing out, fear of missing a property, so they were throwing their wallets at at homes. This year, it's a fear about paying too much and, and concern that they might because they know the market's doing what it's doing over the next six to 12 and a little bit, a little bit unpredictable. So people are just concerned that it might go down and back up. But again, it's, if you are investing in the property game and you want to make money out of property, it's not something that happens in 12, two, three, three years. You've, you've got to have a bit of a long-term mindset with it, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And hey, we've obviously, uh, we've worked together in the past. We've, um, we've done deals or one deal actually quite hey, recently. We're off the mark. <laughs> off the mark. Jeez, we've come close a lot. We have, we have. <laughs> but, uh, just, just touch on that. Obviously, you know, you work with a lot of buyers out there. Some are very flaky, some are very confident, some are very whatever they are. Um, what sort of the, the dialogue you have with a buyer that is a bit uncertain um, and to get them in the right position to, you know, to make the purchase? Yeah, oh, all, all sorts of things really, mate. It's just, I've got a real interest in people. It's just not so, real estate people think about houses, prices, all that type of thing. I've got a real interest in, in people and getting to know people and what they're looking for and why they're looking for this type of property, whether they've got kids in their schools and all those types of things. And, and sort of using the way I get to know people to, to get them into the properties they need. Again, the easy sort of dialogue, as I said before, is if, if you are, if you're looking for a home and like, again, last year when it was nuts, people were on the fence. 
They're like, oh, we're waiting for it to cool off. Now we've got people, oh, we're waiting for it to warm back up again. We're waiting for the market to get a little bit better. So it doesn't matter what time in history, there's always going to be people on the fence. And if they're not ready to buy, that's cool. Treat them with respect, look after them, but then find somebody that is. So then when we're, when we're speaking to those types of buyers, if you're going to be here for five to 10 years, you're not going to really be thinking about this purchase too much. You think about people that bought in 2019 and 2020 in the depths and those types of things, People would have been telling them, "You're mad. Why'd you do that?" Look at them now; they're all they're all laughing, mate. They're yeah. all laughing. And as to, obviously, as history shows, real estate sort of done that up, 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 down, up, down. But it's had a continued contract, uh, trajectory in the uh, in the right direction. Absolutely, so. absolutely, mate. Um, so going back to you know the buyers, I think it comes back to again having interest in people and yep. relationships. Yep. Otherwise. You know, if you're just chasing the money, mate, you lose interest pretty quickly, right? Absolutely. You Absolutely. Got, I think, like for me, you got to love, you got to love the obviously the thrill of 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 the chase as well, but also the the type of service you get yeah. and having having that respect, like you just said, to yeah. your to your clients and to you know your vendors, uh, sorry, your your buyers as well. Yeah. Um, and that makes it so much enjoyable every day having those fun conversations. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Like, and yeah, I come from a place of, as I said, getting to know people, understanding their situations, what their stories are, where they're from, all those types of things. And I'm, I'm, I'd, I'd like to think of myself as a reasonably friendly agent. Oh, I, could, I know there's not a lot of us around. I'd like to think I'm reasonably friendly. So I like to get along with people and be friendly with people. And I think if you do that, you build a relationship. Maybe the property you meet them at is not quite the one for you, one for them, but you can use that in a, at another place. And again, if, you, if you're getting to know people, you, you, it puts them in a better position to get them to do what you ask them to do as well, I suppose. Um, that's sort of my style. It is. I, I don't know if it's a little bit different everybody else or anything like that, but I, I do come from a place of trying to be friendly with most people that I meet and helping them get to what they need, whether it's at the property we're at or whether they're in their house and they've got a, whether they're selling a property and they, whether the house is too big, it's too small, separating from their partner, all sorts of things. It's helping people solve problems in their lives in, in just in what we can do. Like we're not, we're not, doctors or anything like that we're not we're not world beaters or anything but we certainly can um help enhance people's situations i think anyway so definitely definitely <laughs> where do you think uh where do you think most real estate agents go wrong in terms of they come in and then they leave the industry within a few years or yeah, a few months pretty i think it's pretty i think it's pretty simple there mate um i think a lot of we're seen as very flashy fancy cars nice suits uh having a lot of dates in coffee shops and that type of thing. But what sort of goes on behind the scenes where you you, you have to be so self-driven, self-motivated, you need to get your own work ethic, you need to sort of tell yourself what to do most of the time. You're a business within the business. So if you don't have that reason for doing it, drive, um, if you're not in a good team, um, those types of things, if you... I think I think the constant rejection that we deal with day in and day out can take a toll on people, and it takes a toll on me from time to time as well. There's, I'm not going to deny it, but um, but I, yeah, it's I think that's what it is. It's just and it's there's a saying in real estate is that the work you do today you don't see to 60 days time. So that's 60 the prospecting and things like that you do. So it's the ability to stick it out. I don't know if there was a crazy start years ago. I don't know if it's still live, but just take this take this either way you like, mate. But I think it was about between 80, 80, 70 or 80% of people who start in real estate quit in the first 90 days because it's just not what they thought it was going to be. And I think now, so they've changed the rules a little bit now. So when I first started, you could have your certificate of registration. You could do your certificate of registration in a, in a two-day course down in Sydney and you're done, ready to go. I did mine online. But then now you've got to be fully licensed 
before you can list and sell property and that type of thing. So they, New South Wales government have regulated it a little bit. So we mightn't see as many cowboys come and go as what we have in the past from what I, yeah, just work ethic, mate. And having to push yourself to do the actions that are required can be yeah. very, very tricky. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's good as well, right? Like you have to do your apprenticeship for your first two Definitely. years. Yep. Um, and then obviously you can go out and yep yeah yeah yep. or buy come <laughs> go into your world mate <laughs> but yeah no so yeah i think it's great i think that's the best way to do it and uh, again i was probably still a little bit young to really see the vastness of the market back then but i can imagine there would have been a a, a lot of uh cowboys i suppose is a good word for it getting around back then because it was so easy to be qualified and and getting away with it so yep. to speak so yeah and especially now, I guess, with the internet and realestate.com and all the softwares that are out there, yep. buyers are a lot more educated, right? And vendors um, as well. Like, they're, they're pretty switched on. Well, the, oh, mate, absolutely. And the fastness of everything. Everything's just so fast now. So it's, it's just so active. And, and as I said, you, you Google a home and you can see what it sold for 10 years ago. I mean, realestate.com and Domain are fantastic for some of the stats and, and information they can put out. Um, yeah, so buyers, buyers are getting very, very clever now. So you're at an open if it was on the market yeah. only six months ago or it sold only two years ago. Why did it sell? Why are they moving? What's going on? And you've got to be on your toes a fair bit. So you don't have to lie. You don't have to lie, but you never lie. But um, if, if, if buyers sort of you come to, know to you with shit, the question. Right? Yeah, you've got, to be on, you've got to be on your toes at all yeah. times, definitely. Yeah. And again, that comes back to knowing your product and yeah. um, knowing what that house is. I think the more yep. what I found... The good agents out there, like you go through a home and they're they're not standoffish, they're off their phones, they're actually interested in who you are. Yep. They can tell you a little bit about the property. Yep. They actually show interest in in you being there. Yep. Compared to some agents that Yeah, know, don't no, care. no, definitely well, particularly over the last <laughs> over the last six months, mate, there's there's not a lot of people to talk to <laughs> at the open, so it's a lot easier to talk to a lot more people because you're not dealing with crowds of fifty anymore. So, but um, but yeah, no, it's but yeah, I'll absolutely make you make your point. You get to know people a lot easier, and you, you so as I, as I was saying before, touching before, figuring out what their situation is, what they need, and what they need to find, and either doing your best to try and help them or. Send them over to you, mate. Absolutely. <laughs> and, mate, you, you, you mentioned before that uh, rejection takes its toll. Talking about tolls, what about the uh, the marathon you run? Uh, how was that? Oh, mate. Oh. Well, see, the first one, first one I was, I did two. I did two in two years. So the first one I was all right. I was pretty fit. Didn't have a, didn't have a beer for four months. And um, pretty fit. And away we went. Good mind space. First marathon, I was scared I wasn't going to make it. Second one, I um, probably didn't train as hard as I would have liked, and I, I run it over a, over a buck, over a hundred kegs, and yeah, that took a toll, mate. <laughs> it is a bit of a metaphor, I suppose. The marathon, in, as as real estate is, just as you think it's, you're just starting to get through it. You're just starting to get the hang of things. You, you're thirty k's in, you get the head noise, and it's only twelve k's to go, and it's. Geez, 12k is a long way. <laughs> Geez, 12k is a long way to go. So, but no, no, it was it was good, mate. Is you doing? Yeah, did you only do that that one? Mate, uh, that was my second one as you, well. You did your second one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. there are. They, I really like it just purely because of the the head noise that you get and yeah, hundred um, Look, at 42k's at the end of the day, there's people that fucking run a lot more further than that. Definitely. So I I I'm I'm assuming that I can probably push myself a lot more. Yep. But mate, uh, yeah, those last couple of Ks, it's like oh, the, 
Absolutely. Unreal. You do a lot of thinking, don't you? You do. You do lots of thinking. Like, even in the training. It's not so much the days are hard. It's the training camp leading up to yeah, it. Yeah. It's the 60, 70 Ks a week. And yeah. Getting up in the dark and running in the rain. That's the that's the hard. That's, I believe that's the hardest part of running a marathon is yeah. training for it. Yeah. So, again, pushing yourself. You've got to do it yourself. You're running by your, on your own. I've listened... Oh, just... I've, got, I've only got about four or five different songs I listen to for three and a half hours of rain. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, good at karaoke. Good. But, um, but no, mate, it was it was good. It was really good. I forget what I was going to say. I was going to say something yeah. else about marathon running, but I'm not, but, I'm not the best person giving people that marathon <laughs> advice anyway. <laughs> well, uh, it just goes back to like, you know, putting your pre, the pre-work in yeah. um, or your vendor work that you do. Yeah. Um, because again, like if, say let's say you got a listing that's on there for two months, there's a lot of work that's done in those two months and to get that sale, um, yes, there's the, the sale looks good, but you've there's so much work that's done prior, even to get the listing, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and the majority of my clients, the majority of my clients are, are the older generation. They've been in their homes for 30, 40 years and they want to sell and move down and, and it's not so much, it's yes, it's getting the agreement on the day, but it's the work you do beforehand, explaining to them, Right, this is what it costs to sell. This is what your stamp duty is going to be if you buy. This is what you can buy. This is what your solicitor is going to cost. And if you sell at this price, you buy at this price, this is what you can buy. And explaining to them that it's doable. It's it's doable and it's and it can be stressful, but it's well worth it in the end. Um, yeah, I, I try to do a lot. I try to do a lot of sort of information sessions, I suppose the best way to call it when I'm doing my appraisals, to explain people the process and all those types of things. So... So yeah, mate. So yeah, that's what it's about. Yeah, mate. Absolutely. Hey, <laughs> uh, before we uh, finish up, you've obviously uh, been in Newcastle for a very long time now. You've you've seen the the city change. You've seen oh, the yeah. beaches change. What's uh What's probably made you excited about the future of what's happening in Newcastle, mate? I was um I was going to be worried you weren't going to ask me about this. I've been rehear- I've been driving around for the last two days, rehearsing <laughs> this. <laughs> So I hope it comes across all right. But um, no, so when I was a kid, I, I grew up and it was a lot, obviously a lot quieter. It was a big, big mining town. It was all about mine, all about the mines and everything and, and all those types of things. But over the last couple of years, obviously the, the city itself, Newcastle, has evolved massively. Light rails. They've just built the new uni over at Honeysuckle. Um, all these little restaurants and bars are just popping up everywhere. And I don't think there's a pub in Newcastle that hasn't been renovated yet. It seems like everything's been getting... So people are investing in the area because they see the good in the area. And the thing I love about it the most, and the thing that my old man used to say to me was, you can be on Dudley Beach having a swim at the beach, get in the car, drive 10 minutes, you're at the lake, you're having a fish or you're on a wakeboard, get in the car, drive another 20 minutes up the valley, you're drinking some of the best wine in Australia at a vineyard. Then you get back in the car and you're back in here in, in Newcastle and you, you're at all these fancy little bars and pubs. And, mate, a lot of people talk about Sydney, people, people from Sydney coming up, and that is our main influx, I think. But another, another sort of element that I don't know if it gets spoken about a lot, but a lot of people from the country, a lot of people, sort of your, your Mudgies, your Armadales, your Tamworths, um, Dubbo, these types of areas, a lot of young kids are coming to the area. So we've got a lot from Sydney and a lot from, from my, my partner's from Mudgee, my girlfriend's from Mudgee. Yeah. <laughs> she's, um, she, 
she grew up in Mudgee, she moved to Sydney, then she went back to Mudgee, then moved to Newcastle. And she describes it as if she's the Goldilocks of, of, of the cities yeah. because Sydney was too hectic, Mudgee was too quiet, but Newcastle was just yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, mate, so a lot of the country kids are coming and then internally a lot of the kids I went to school with in Whitebridge, we're staying in the area. So we're, we've all got jobs, we're all working and all those types of things. So can Newcastle will just continue to grow and grow and grow. And land's a big one. So there's no, like, where do you build a house in Newcastle? Where do you build a house in Merriweather? Or where do you build a house in Charlestown? Where do you build a house in... You can't. So what's happening is all the land's going further and further and further west. So around here, where we're around all the infrastructure, we're around all the, the lakes, the beaches, all these great things, this is just going to continue to get more and more popular because the houses that are here are going to be the houses that are here for a very, very long time. So Yeah, absolutely. It's so true. Um, I, like a lot of my clients, well not a lot of my clients, but I'd say probably like maybe twenty to thirty percent of my clients are from out, out west. Yeah, you, you sort of your Tamworths, your yep. Gloucesters, your Dubbo's, um, and the older generation as well. They, you know, they're retiring. Um, yep. you know, they no no longer need to be out there, and they're coming yep. to Newcastle, enjoy the the lifestyle that yep. this city provides. Hence why I moved here from from yeah. Brisbane, mate. The first time I Brizzy. drove down here, I was uh, I just fell in love with the place, and yeah. exactly what you've just described is, is why you know I want to live the rest of my life here. Yeah, it just it just screams to so many different audiences, and I just don't think there's another city city in Australia like it, which is so unique. I just and I love it. I absolutely love it. It's just which is you don't get it in Sydney. You don't really get it. Brizzy, sorry, mate. You don't really get it in the Gold Coast. You don't get it in Melbourne. We're, we're so unique in our own little right. And that's I think that's what's been the big appeal to a lot of people. So, how are you going though, mate? You've mate. asked enough about me. <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, I, look, mate, to, to wrap it up, mate, maybe um, ask me a question to, to finish it off. Mate, um, there seems to be a lot more people using buyer's agents now. Like there's, initially when I first started in twenty what was it, 2015, 2014, something like that. There wasn't many around, but the, it just seemed to be everywhere at the moment. Are you, are you just, you find you're getting, you, do you get hired more? Is it harder? How does, how does it all work? <laughs> Mate, for me, I think the buyer's agency sphere has become more popular, especially in Newcastle, well, for us anyways, because of our, of our brand and, and what we uh, represent and the yep. type of properties that we yep. purchase, especially for the younger generation. Definitely. Um, yep. Like you were just saying, Newcastle has a lot to provide, same with obviously Sydney, but the blue chip properties, it's landlocked, so yep. there's no more land to build on here. Definitely. Um, hence why we invest in, in, in Newcastle heavily. Yep. Um, in terms of being a buyer's agent, mate, like some people see our service differently, right? But I think one of the big ones is just having someone on their side representing yep. them. Yep. As, as you'd sell your house, you've got an agent that you know, is doing their best to get the uh, get the best outcome for 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 them. And as a buyer, buyer, like, and not everyone sees this, but as a buyer, it's pretty scary. Like, you know, buying a property, um, do you trust that that agent? <laughs> is that the right price? Is yeah. the, is this house going to fall down? Yeah. Is this the right area? Like, there's all these unknowns oh. that um, buyers maybe want a bit of confidence around, and a lot of the time, it's just having someone there. Yeah. Like giving them the right advice Definitely. and um, you know purchasing the right property for them. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then again, people are busy, right? People are very busy oh, in this world. And absolutely. Um, if you've got a young family, if you've got running a business, yeah. if you're out, you know, working rural, you don't have time to come to oh, inspections mate. and. Absolutely, the the out of towners, <laughs> the out of town, like absolutely. If you were trying to buy a property in a town you didn't live in, you'd have to use. Yeah. Henderson, Henderson, you had to yeah. use the Henderson boys for sure. Yeah. So it just seems 
ridiculous yeah. if you don't. Because you and you understand the process. See, a lot of people want to buy a house. Everyone wants to buy a house. I don't think a lot of people understand how to buy a house. Yes, exactly. It's right. it's there's a bit of a process involved in me as an agent. I love using. I love getting involved with you fellas because I know it's going to be a smooth process. I, I always, it, it always is pretty smooth. Yeah. And you've got this ability. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know whether you've got a tracker on me or something, but. Every time I seem to sign up an agreement, I get in my car driving out of the driveway. Here he is, Sam Black. <laughs> Jake, you got anything coming up? Yeah, mate, I do. You've got me again. <laughs> well, uh, no, again, and that goes back to you know being proactive out there. If you're if you're pu- purely relying on realestate.com, you're just being reactive to yeah. what's popping up. I agree. Whereas if you know being a buyer, or even a buyer can do it, right? Like yeah. the key is obviously building those relationships. Um, there's obviously a lot of uh, buyers out there that maybe are frustrated to agents or yeah. um, are time wasters for whatever reasons. But um, if you have a great relationship and you're you know, obviously respectful to each other, they're going to yeah. give you the time of the day to yeah, um, absolutely. spend a couple of minutes on the phone yep. and say what you have coming up. And then again, like the deal that we just did, there was a small window of opportunity to actually purchase Tiny. that pre-market. Yep. Um, the, the client... My client was obviously happy to, to buy it at that level. Your vendor was happy to sell definitely. it at that level. I mean, it was the perfect outcome. And Definitely, yeah, and, and definitely. And again, those, getting back to what I was saying before, those clients in that property, they, a lot of people that, a lot of people, I don't know how people, I don't know how keen a lot of homeowners are for open houses and it's all on the market for the whole world to see. And again, it's, there's an absolute, if you're trying to get the best price, it's, you need to do it at times. Um, but for those types of clients, they were, they were quite, um, it measured and they they loved our approach and they loved that we got you guys off market and away we went so but yeah mate it's yeah you've got an ability you just, <laughs> you just can just sniff them out mate. <laughs> thanks mate no. thanks mate well mate it's been a pleasure thank you very much for coming in thanks mate thanks for having me <laughs>